Hey, everybody, welcome and thanks for listening to the show. And uh, really appreciate everybody. And uh, everybody, if you could, the best way that we can get the word out, spread the message is, is for everybody to, you know, share this episode, uh, share it on your social media, tell your friends word of mouth. Word of mouth is really the best way that we can spread word, you know, about smaller podcasts like this and getting it to grow so we can get our message out. So, <clears throat> so everybody, uh, today is February 14th and this is a couple days uh, maybe a few days behind the news cycle, but um, I wanted to make sure that we got this right because this is this is really interesting if you uh, are paying attention to what's happening in uh, in the in the Democrat party right now because the interesting thing is is that you've heard over you know over the past few years that, Oh, the Republican Party, it's it's in turmoil. The Republican Party is is fractured. And in a way it is. Um, you know, that's it's somewhat accurate because you do have um, you know, a populist uh portion of of the, of the Republican Party rising up and trying to, you know, kind of oust the uh well, what I would call the rhinos at this point. I mean, there's basically a uniparty. There, there's a uniparty in in D.C. right now, and and I I like the saying that most Republicans are secretly Democrats, but no Democrats are secretly Republicans, and and there's a huge uniparty right now. So yeah, there is a faction of of the Republican Party that's trying to to break the uniparty, which I think is a good thing. Um. You know, but you never hear anyone talk about the Democrat Party, and as far as you know, any type of division within the Democrat Party, which is kind of understandable. I mean, you know, if you if you pay attention, it's you know, they pretty much vote in lockstep. You know, they they keep their their party. Um, you know, it's it's a tight group. They keep everything everybody in line. Everybody toes the line. In the Democrat Party, but the interesting thing that I've noticed over the last, uh, you know, the last couple weeks is there is a definite fracture happening in the Democrat Party, and I think the fracture line is—I don't think it's what most people think it is. Most people would think, uh, you know, well, it's the fracture between the the progressives and, you know, in the quote-unquote regular Democrats. Um, I don't think that's the case. I think what's happening is there's a fracture right now between the wing of the party that is loyal to Obama and the wing of the party, which is, I think it's probably a small percentage of the party, but the wing of the party that is loyal to Joe Biden. Um and you can kind of see it happening. Uh, if if you are following the news and you can, you know, kind of follow the, you start start tugging on the thread and you, you can kind of see it um, not in one particular thing happening or one particular news story, but if you kind of follow the thread, 
uh, you'll see you'll see what it is. And I'm gonna this is you know this is what I see. So I'm gonna lay it out. I'm gonna lay out for you guys what I see. Um, so I'm gonna start with. Um, What is the best way to start this? What's the best way to start? Well, I think the interesting thing is, let's, okay, let's start with this. Um, so if, if any of you have been paying attention, um, you know that um, special counsel Robert Hur's report came out about, um, you know, Biden having classified documents, which is interesting in and of itself because this is actually something that Trump is being prosecuted for. He's being, Trump is being prosecuted for the exact same thing. And so Robert Hur's report comes out um, less than a week ago, and the nuts, I won't get into the nuts and bolts of it, but, but basically, uh, and I'm, uh, you can find this story anywhere. Um, I'm, uh, the story that I'm referencing is uh, from NBC News, so, um, but I found it on Politico, CBS, Associated Press, anywhere. So, um, in the report, basically, Robert Hur has said that, you know, um, that Biden's practices, quote, present serious risks to national security. Okay, and, and uh, further in the report it says, quote, our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen. The report said, but added that the evidence, quote, does not establish Mr. Biden's guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. But there, okay, it doesn't, establishes guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay, fine. I, to me, that's a throwaway line. Um, what's the most interesting re thing to read in this is the reason why they decide not to prosecute him. Okay? Why they decide not to bring charges. And the reason, <laughs> the only reason they decided not to bring uh, charges is because, let me find the quote here. Okay, and and added that part of the reason he wouldn't charge Biden was that the president could portray himself as quote an elderly man with a poor memory, who would be sympathetic to a jury. So, and people are saying, oh well, you know, um, it's not his place. This is the funny thing is that you know. Uh, Republicans are all up in arms. Oh, this is hypocrisy. They're, they're, you know, prosecuting Trump for the exact same thing, and they're letting Biden walk. Uh, first of all, no, there's, there's no hypocrisy. And I've said this for a long time. Um, you can't be a hypocrite if you don't have a moral center. And most of these people don't have a moral center. So you can't be a hypocrite. Now, you can, uh, you can believe in hierarchy, Right, and that's what this is. This is people with no moral center, uh, just uh, abiding by the hierarchy. So, 
Okay, so forget that. There's, they're not hypocrites. And Republicans are complaining about this. But I think the interesting thing is, is that why would there? Okay, so the reason why he's not prosecuted is because he thinks he can't get a conviction. Okay, that's prosecu prosecutorial discretion. Uh, you know, this happens all the time. But why? 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 Why would Robert Hur put this? as the reason he chose not to prosecute Joe Biden. Why? Because he knows this is going to get read. You know, uh, all the politicos are going to see it. Right? So why would he do this? Why would he put that in there for everyone? Basically putting out front, yeah, uh, this guy has a bad memory. Um, in the report, he talks about how um, during the course of the interviews, he couldn't... Um, <clears throat> Uh, Biden couldn't recall, you know, uh, when his son died, his son Bo died. Um, he had troubles, remem uh, trouble remembering what years he was vice president and a few other things. And it's like, that's a pretty major, those are pretty major life events. You're the vice president of the most powerful country in the world. Uh, what year was that again? I think it was, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, can't remember the year his son died. I mean, you know, he talks about his son dying all the time. So how is he not going to remember, you know, what year it actually happened? Because because he doesn't care. He he only trots that out. I think this. I think he's a horrible man. He only trots this out to try and gain sympathy from people when he can. I I, I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that. So anyway. This is interesting. So, again, why would Robert Hur put that in the report? Well, Robert Hur, let me pull up some info about Robert Hur. Who is Robert Hur? The special counsel looking into Biden's classified documents. And this is from January 12th of 2023. So, Robert Hur was named Thursday by Attorney General Merrick Garland to oversee the investigation into President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents. Is a former federal prosecutor who has worked with many Republicans throughout his law enforcement career. So, now, you go further and read this. Again, this is on um, NBC, NBC's website, NBC News. Um what you'll find out if you read through is that her has been basically a swamp creature for the last over 15 years. Um, and he... There's a lot of things that you'll find that, you know, the, the media will put out trying to show his alignment with uh, conservatives when it's actually the opposite case. Robert Hur is on Team Obama. 100%. I'm not going to get into, uh, on, on this particular episode, I'm not going to get into um, all the ins and outs and... and and all of that. Uh, 
but Robert Hur is a swamp cre- creature who is on the Obama, Obama team. And think about it. What better way... What better way to let Biden know that you need to drop out? Because at this point, everyone can see that the man is senile. Okay? They need him out. And listening to people who have worked, who worked in the Obama White House, so who were around Obama and Biden, uh, they will tell you that those two hated each other. Okay, Obama thinks that uh, Obama thinks Biden is an absolute retard. Sorry, I'm going to use the word retard. I love the word. It's in no way to offend people who are mentally disabled. Okay, but anyway, Obama thinks Biden is a retard, and Biden is an egomaniac. Well, they're all they're both egomaniacs. Okay. But Biden thinks that Obama's success as president was all due to, to him, that Biden carried Obama. Uh, and Biden is an egomaniac, messianic, has, has a messianic complex. So they hate each other, okay? But they kind of need each other. So... Obama needs Biden. He needed Biden in the White House because he could control him. You know, he could, he needed a, he needed a corpse, a quote unquote corpse that, you know, could use the pen and the phone. That's basically what he needed. And Biden needed Obama because there's no way that anybody's going to elect Biden without the Obama name attached to him. It's just how it is. Okay, so they hate each other, but they need each other. But at this point, the man is so senile, he's making a fool out of himself practically every time he's on TV, practically every time he has a press conference, he's making a fool out of himself. Okay, so how, 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 how in the world can the majority of the Democrat Party, which is the Obama wing, how can they... Hmm, what's the best way to say this? This is Obama, probably not directly, okay? But this is Obama saying, Joe... We know what's going on. We're going to publicly embarrass you. This is basically to bring public embarrassment on Joe Biden to force him to consider dropping out because now he knows they're coming for him. Now he knows that he's in the crosshairs. And how do... How do... uh how do you reinforce that? Okay. So here's the reinforcement of that. Are you follow, Is everybody following along here? The Obama wing of the party wants Biden out. Biden is a stubborn narcissist who's saying, no, 
even though he's mentally incapable, okay? So if you tug a little further on it, um, so here's an article in Politico. Democrats might need a plan B. Here's what it looks like. The political and procedural steps for how to pick a new presidential nominee. Now, if you've been paying attention it, over the last few months, it's interesting to see how the mainstream, uh, the mainstream corporate press has slowly been kind of moving towards this talking point about, ah, you know, he's getting kind of old, you know, um, maybe it is getting time for him to step down. It's, it's very funny. It's hilarious. If you watch, it's been over the, just over the last couple months that you've seen them start to slow walk towards this. You know, when a year ago, they're like, if you even mentioned, if you even mentioned the guy's uh, mental issues, if you even mentioned the guy's age, you know, you were, what? I mean, you were just considered some, you know, right-wing nut who just wanted him out for no reason. Interesting. But they've been slow walking towards this. So, okay. Uh, so, uh, in this article in Politico, um, second paragraph, uh, fairly or not, her stinging character characterization of President Joe Biden as a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory and diminished faculties has thrust the president's age and mental fitness into the debate. Into the debate. Okay. You go a little further down. So, they're, again, they're pointing to Robert Hur's report. Um, so you go a little further down into the article. This is about, what, fourth paragraph down? Okay. The truth is that a backup strategy can only be deployed if Biden voluntarily steps aside or is physically unable to stand for nomination. At the moment, despite the anxiety within the party, there's no dispute. Biden is on a glide path to the Democratic nomination. Okay? So, here's what they're saying. It's like, they can't force him out. And they actually could do something, but they don't want to get rid of him before... Here's what's interesting. They don't want to get rid of him before uh, the vote. Because one, look, they know that, it, Look, just look at the recent polls. He's going to lose to Trump. He's going to lose to Trump. And they, but the problem is, is that they can't 25th Amendment him or anything else before the election because what happens? What happens if you get rid of him before the election? You've got a huge problem. This is the one thing that Joe Biden did that was kind of smart, okay, was that then you've got Kamala Harris. You've got Kamala Harris as president, at least until the election. Okay, Kamala Harris is even more disliked than Joe Biden, okay? So... You don't want her taking over the spot, and then, you know, then she runs 
as president for the next four years because you're going to lose that vote. You Oh, you're going to lose that vote for sure. Trump would absolutely annihilate her. And the problem is, is that they can't do anything to force Kamala Harris out either because, see, they've painted themselves into a corner. Okay? And this is what's hilarious because this is the same thing that happens every single time with, with leftist, liberal, Democrat ideology and thinking. You, they always, 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 always paint themselves into a corner because now you've got Kamala Harris, the first female black woman of color vice president in the history of the United States. Okay, if you kick her out, Democrat Party, if you kick her out, get her to step down, now you're the baddies. Okay, now your own people see you as hypocrites or not loyal to the cause. Okay, and if she takes over for Biden and you tell her not to run for president, same thing. You don't believe in the cause. You don't really believe. You don't believe. You don't. No. What we believe is, is that Kamala Harris is a freaking disaster. And everybody knows it. This is what happens. This is exactly what happens, okay, when you put all this diversity, equity, and inclusion BS in front of competence. You get an incompetent person in a role that they're not qualified for. And the moment you realize that they're not competent and they're going to run you off a cliff, you try to get rid of them, all these activists show up spitting in your face. Okay? This is why this progressive leftist ideology doesn't work. Okay? It doesn't think about the future. It doesn't think about the future. So, basically... This article in Politico goes on to lay out, you know, what would happen is that Biden goes through, Biden goes through uh, the primaries, collects all the delegates, excuse me, collects all the delegates, and then decides afterwards to step down and hand his delegates over to uh, whoever the DNC decides they want to replace him. Um, the problem is, is you still got the Kamala Harris problem. What do you do about Kamala Harris? Because, you know, all the hardcore leftists are going to scream that those delegates should go to Kamala Harris. And so Kamala Harris is stupid, but apparently... She's not, she might be stupid, but she may not be politically stupid. And here's why. Uh, so this is from uh, Fox, foxnews.com. This is from February 12th. Kamala Harris ready to serve as Democrats sound the alarm about Biden's age. Harris was asked about the scrutiny surrounding Biden's age in a recent Wall Street Journal interview. So, 
basically, here's... <laughs> uh, I'm ready to serve. There's no question about that, Harris told the Wall Street Journal, adding that everyone who observes her work walks away fully aware of my capacity to lead. Okay. So, what's happening here? Kamala Harris sees the writing on the wall. She knows that they're coming for Biden, that they want him out. She knows he's not going to win, so they're going to try to get him out. This is Kamala Harris fairly acutely, I would say, stepping out and saying, no, I'm ready to lead. So at this point, she's telling everyone she's ready, she can do it, so that way, later on, when they try to go around her, it's going to make them look like the ass, okay? It gets a little bit convoluted, but you can kind of see the thread here, right? Kamala Harris sees the writing on the wall, so she's trying to get out ahead of it, right? She's, she's getting out ahead of it to make it known that she wants it. So if they do try to go around her, right, then she's going to have the backing of all these uh, far-left people that all they care about is having a black woman of color. She's going to get those types to back her, and they're going to raise a huge stink if she doesn't get the delegates or if Joe Biden for whatever reason, decides to step down and they don't give give the delegates to her, okay? So this is really interesting. Like like I said in the, in, the, in the beginning, you know, you hear all this talk about, you know, how the Republican Party's fractured, you know, that it's being taken over by populists and, you know, they can't agree on anything. Okay, sure. But they're not breaking the way that the Democrat Party is breaking right now. And the Democrat Party is breaking right now. Why are they breaking? They're breaking because there's no coherence in anything that they say or do. There's no coherence in it. Okay? Absolutely no coherence. And so what happens is you get to a point like this, you get to an inflection point, right? And when there's no coherence in what you believe, there's nothing to hold you together other than the threat of power, which is exactly what they're doing right here, is the threat of power, right? They're passing the message on over to Biden. We don't want you. Okay? We don't want you. It's time. Step down. Okay, And Biden believes that his power is the ultimate power. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then you got Kamala Harris stepping out, showing, you know, saying that I'm ready. Right? These are all power plays. They're all power plays. And look, I'm not, uh, you know, full discretion. Like, I'm 
basically conservative. I don't call myself a Republican because I think like probably at least 85% of the Republican party is garbage. Okay. But I am conservative. So I think that I, you know, I, I basically am going to criticize where I see criticism necessary. Okay. And the Republican Party deserves a lot of criticism. You know, I forgot where I was going with that anyway. But my point is, is that the, Dem the Democrats are in a panic. They don't know what to do. They have no idea what to do because they've painted themselves into this corner. And they're screwed. Oh, buddy, they're screwed. You better believe it. Because... Biden ain't going to beat Trump. Biden is not going to beat Trump. Absolutely no way. Kamala Harris ain't going to beat Trump. But you can't kick Kamala Harris out. Why? Because you've, you've, gone, you've gone all in on DEI. So you can't kick Kamala. You can't go around Kamala. They've, they've really screwed the pooch here. And they've done it to themselves. They've done it to themselves. You know, I'm really glad to see that conservatives are starting to get not just some political wins, but some cultural wins as well. Um, you know, the tide is starting to turn, which is good, because we've been on a crash course with crazy over the last several years and it's good to see that we're starting to course correct a little bit but as conservatives we can't just give up once we see that we're starting to course correct we have to keep pushing we can't we have to keep voting you know if if you or people you know think oh well trump's got it in the bag he's going to beat biden or whoever I don't need to vote. Don't do that. Do not think that way. The only way, the only way that it's going to work is everybody goes to vote. You hear anybody talking about a red wave again this year? Or, uh, yeah, this year for voting? Forget that shit. Forget about a red wave. Act as if, okay? Act as if your vote is the deciding vote. You know, act as if that's the case. Because that's the only way we're going to, we have to keep pressure. And like I said, not just politically, but culturally. We cannot give up. Okay? I'm not giving up on this country. And even though things are turning around, we have to keep up the pressure. We have to keep up the pressure because if we don't, we're just going to backslide right back into where we were. Right back into it. And we have to, we have to be disciplined. We cannot give up. And I, I understand I can be 
pretty cynical and pessimistic myself. I'm generally that way. Um, you know, I, I tend to see the darkest and worst things, outcomes. Um, I t just, just how I am. I can't help it, right? Um, but I still, at the end of the day, I still believe that this is the greatest country in the world and that we, that we can course correct and we can take it back. We can take it back. We just can't give up on it. We can't give up on it. No matter how black-pilled you are, you can't give up. Because giving up is the ultimate black pill. Because once you give up, there's, there's nothing left to stop. There's nothing left to stop the stone from rolling down the hill as soon as you give up. All right, thanks everybody for, uh, for listening today. Again, please um, share the podcast, post it on, on your social media, tell your friends, um, you know, even if they don't like, even if they're not into politics or if they only listen to it once in a while, just get them to subscribe. It really helps us out. That's, that's really the best way to grow these things, to grow podcasts is word of mouth and sharing it online and social media. So thanks again, everybody. Have a great one, and we'll see you next time.